It's the Americhips with Kim Monson. Now, while this is all going on, I went through President Trump's speech and uh, Chuck and Nancy's rebuttal. The most important story. The American people finally said enough, and that is why they elected Donald Trump. The latest in politics and world affairs. Britain's version of Medicare for All is struggling with long waits for care. And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead. Because ideas matter. It's the Americhicks. Dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. This is Kim Munson, and it is Friday, and it has been quite a week. Quite a week right here in Denver, Colorado. Uh, as many of you know, there was a shooting at the STEM school in Highlands Ranch, and uh, it's just uh, just really tragic. So we've got a very important show. For those of you that are on the email newsletter, we ended up changing things around just a little bit. Roberta Sutton will be in next week. We'll talk with her next week regarding uh, her book, her book, What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know. And Jace McBride will be in next week as well as uh, my guest, Amira Dude. And so we changed things up a little bit. And uh, one of the reasons that we did that is because um, Steve, uh, <laughs> Steve, you've had quite a week, haven't you? It's been a ride, a very unexpected ride. This time last week, I would have never guessed what was going to happen in the next you know, four to five days. And Actually, that you know, in terms of last Friday, what was going to happen late that afternoon. Well, and it's quite a country. Uh, so what happened? You ended up in the hospital. I was uh, traveling for the first part of the week doing the show remotely. And thank you to Dave for stepping in uh, because this was quite a surprise. I got a text message on Saturday afternoon that you were going to the hospital. Yep. <laughs> and you did. <laughs> Nobody was more surprised than me. And uh, so you ended up, uh, <laughs> uh, you, you've got some new hardware in your body now, right? Yeah, I have, uh, I have Bionic, and I'm sure in the next two to three weeks, the bills will start to show up. I can't wait to see what this little <laughs> puppy cost. Yeah, so, um, so you, you ended up getting a pacemaker. Yeah, right? it was, uh, I mean, I, we don't want to take a show time here. But we were pursuing a slow heart situation, and in the stress test on Friday, I, I blew it up. I went right through the roof. Um, which is a much bigger concern to any cardiologist than maybe a slow rhythm. So, uh, yeah, that was the bottom line. Yeah. Well, it is good to have you back, and I'm glad that your ticker is ticking, and uh, it's been quite a week. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to jump in here, though. First of all, I'm no funnies today. Just this week, I just ha- haven't had a sense of humor about uh, about all that. So, but... Um, we're going to have some amazing stories today. In the second segment, we'll be talking with a friend of mine, Jan Brown. She worked as or has worked as a teacher's aide at the STEM school, and we'll uh, hear her experience with these little fourth graders. And then in the third and fourth segment, we'll be talking with my friend Jim Lewis. He is a, a licensed a professional counselor about mental health because that's the thing we always talk about is mental health. But I'm wondering why, how have we gotten here? How have we gotten to this situation where kids go to school and shoot other kids? You know, I grew up in western Kansas, and, and you know, there were kids that had, you know, guns in the racks of their windows of their pickups because they were going to go, uh, go out and hunt after school, and they never shot up, shot up a school. So what is going on? Something is going on, and we're going to talk with him about that. But uh, thinking of Jan Brown, when you hear her story— you're going to realize, you know, it's every day 
Americans that step up when they need to. Uh, Kendrick Castillo lost his life, and uh, and uh, the other young young man that uh, subdued this particular uh, killer. Uh, they stepped up. They never knew that morning when they went to school that that is what their day was going to be like. But uh, Kendrick Castillo, you know, quite a kid, and he he stepped up and did something heroic. And so I've always thought about Admiral Chester Nimitz. Uh, he was the admiral uh, out in the Pacific Fleet uh, with Iwo Jima, which, as many of you know, is... is um, where the, uh, the Marine Memorial of those guys raising the flag, that was at Mount Suribachi. And uh, Chester Nimitz, Admiral Nimitz, said this. He said, By their victory, the 3rd, 4th, and 5th Marine Divisions and other units of the 5th Amphibious Corps have made an accounting to their country, which only history will be able to value fully. Among the Americans who served on Iwo Island, uncommon valor was a common virtue. And that is something that is inherent to, I think, the American spirit. So with that, we're not going to have any, uh, any funnies on that be- today just because it's such a serious time. But I'm very excited. Today is a big day. This is our stand for Colorado Rally. And the weather committee has been working diligently. And it looks like it's going to be jacket weather. It'll be in the 50s. And so many of you have reached out to say that you're going to be there. And I'm really excited. I'm excited to see you there. Uh, some of you have asked about parking. I apologize to those of you that uh, have e- emailed me. I've gotten behind on on trying to get all these emails out. So regarding parking, there is a parking lot to the east of the Capitol. And uh, certainly, hopefully, there, there's streets parking as well late in the afternoon on a Friday afternoon. And I know parking could be a challenge. But just plan ahead. Uh, we're we're going to basically kind of you know mix and mingle from 4 to 4.15. And things are going to start. We have an amazing and group of speakers. And then, of course, we've got the concurrent rallies throughout the state. And so it's going to be a really big day today. So stand for Colorado. Go to standforcolorado.com, and it has the details there. And uh, I look forward to seeing you this afternoon, 4 o'clock, on the west steps of the Capitol. Uh, So going through a little bit of the news here, as we mentioned, uh, this uh, Kendrick Steele was killed on Tuesday, and as they uh, stopped the gunman that had come in to basically shoot up their school. And uh, uh, Brendan Bialy, I think that's how you say his name, I saw a video of him last night uh, with his parents, and he is uh, in, wants to be a Marine, and he uh, also helped Kendrick, the two of them, subdued this killer. And uh, his, um, his courage and commitment to swiftly end this tragic incident at the risk of his own safety is mad- admirable and inspiring. And that is Captain Michael Majidi, and he said in a statement, his decisive actions resulted in the safety and protection of his teachers and his fellow classmates. And so on Wednesday night, uh, there was a vigil. And uh, the vigil actually uh, um, was very politicized to begin with. My understanding is it was organized by a group that is um, anti-gun. And, uh, and then uh, uh, Senator Bennett and Congressman Crow showed up to start to push forward their political agenda of gun control. And, and a, a number of the kids, they walked out. They said, you know what? This is not what this was for. This is to honor Kendrick. And these two guys show up to politicize this particular event. And Steve, I think that it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that the bad guys had guns and the good guys didn't. And uh, we need, and I think we're seeing a real shift 
I'm starting to hear people say, you know, Laura Carno's program, her FASTER program, where teachers and staff that want to be trained and want to be able to carry weapons uh, can do so. I'm starting to see people say, you know what, I think that's a really good idea. You know, in the last hour or so, I've listened to, uh, you know, Angie Austin and Michael Pelka and Angie's push for the last couple of days because she's got these three kids and, and the ages, various ages that they're at. She said, as a mom, as a parent, I'm getting tired of the whole idea of my kids being sitting ducks. And her message is essentially, you know, since Columbine, we, what have we, re- we really done in this environment, in this scenario? Essentially, nothing. So the idea, the concept to some is distasteful about, you know, um, what you just said about, you know, allowing teachers who want to be trained to have this responsibility. Some find it distasteful, but what's the alternative? Well, you know what? I think that then let's go to school choice, okay? You know, I think people that want to have um, gun-free schools, I think that they should be able to send their kids there. And so when you are in the, the people that want to have uh, teachers and staff armed to protect their kids, I think that they should be able to do that. Now, you just tell me, when you drop your kids off at school, which do you prefer? I mean, I can tell you what I prefer. I, I would prefer a sign that says, we have staff and teachers that are armed. You don't know which ones they are, but we are here to protect these children. You deliver them to us this morning, and we want to deliver them home to you at night. Or do you want to have one of those big, you know, uh, circle signs with a, you know, the mark through it that says no guns here? You tell me, but you make a choice. And you know what? If Senator Bennett and Jason Crow, Congressman Crow, want to have a gun-free zone and they want to send their kids there, then fine, let them do it. But let us have a choice. I was just tickled. I mean, I, I know we're talking about a very ser- serious situation here, but Wednesday night when I saw that video on the 10 o'clock news of the in mass exit of the gymnasium, and, and, and I guess I really didn't have the sound turned up. I just, I knew what I was watching, but I didn't know why this en, ma- en masse crowd moving for the doors until I turned up the audio and realized, oh, now I see what they're up against. And, you know, in the pr- several procedures I had done this week, we were very early for one of them, waiting for the doctor. And uh, one of the technicians, he knew that I'm, I do what I do here. So he started engaging me on conservative, you know, in politics and all that kind of stuff. And he asked me, well, what do you think of Joe Biden getting into this? And, you know, that, that, that conversation went where it did. But the end result was I looked at him and said, when you're talking about somebody like Joe Biden and any politician, I guess for the most part, like uh, Bennett and Crow." You've got to understand the incredible ego that you're dealing with and the audacity that they have within them to do things like these guys did in Highlands Ranch. Well, you know, and we'll be talking a lot about it at the Stand for Colorado rally this afternoon. And uh, the narrative has, has, has actually switching. We, talk, we uh, had Roger Bianco on recently to talk about the Overton window. And basically that is a spectrum from the far left to the far right and then right down the middle is, uh, you know, is, is, is um, you know, I guess it's just, it's the central component of it. But then you see this Overton window. It's the public opinion. And it goes back and forth. It goes further left or it goes to right. And so for the last, what, 40 years, 50 years, we've been moving to the left, moving to the left, moving to the left. And all of a sudden, we now see what, what is going on. People are seeing what's going on. And they're saying, wait a minute. 
A good friend of mine said that uh, her daughter typically has been very uh, anti-having teachers and uh, school staff armed, and she's a, a mother of a young child. And all of a sudden, after this particular event, she says, okay, I see what you're saying, Mom. I agree. And uh, so, Steve, I think that the Overton window is moving rapidly back over to the center, to the center right. And um, I think that that's... Uh, I think it's I think it's astounding, and you know another thing that I think is going to start this is these many people that will be speaking this afternoon. When you look at the speaker list, go to StanfordColorado.com. When you look at the speaker list, these are everyday people. They're stepping up and they're saying, "Not on my watch." And uh, there's been such an overreach with this particular Colorado State House, Colorado, Colorado Senate, and uh, Governor that everyday people are saying, wait a minute, so it's going to be a big day today. We're going to go to break. Unfortunately, the Avs and the Nuggets are no longer in the playoffs. Uh, It's been a very exciting sports week, and um, both the Avs and the Nuggets took it to seven games, but alas, they were not successful. So we'll now... What's that? Oh, is that it? I guess I got confused. You're right. I think you're right. You know what? I think you're right. I think that I'm wrong on that. So, no, it is a, a game seven, and okay, hopefully they win. I obviously need some more coffee. So, uh, with that then, it still is a great sports week, and Hooters is my sports headquarters. Hooters is the place to watch all the games. Wednesdays are wing days. All the wings you can eat for fourteen ninety nine. The smoked wings are delectable and only half the calories. And Hooters wings can fly. You can have them delivered right to the front door. When the girls were over on Wednesday night, I had Hooters wings uh, delivered, and the girls love them. So for more information, visit HootersColorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com. And let them know that you know the AmeriChicks, and we'll be right back. All AmeriChick sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson and grow your business, contact Kim at AmeriChicks.com. That's AmeriChicks.com. The mortgage process can be stressful, and with a potential increase in interest rates, it's more important than ever to get pre-qualified now so you're ready to buy. Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance to make sure you are making the right financial choice for you and your family. 303-517-7173. With over 30 years of combined experience, Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook of Home Mortgage Alliance have the knowledge and expertise to explore the many financing options available to you. They will remain available seven days a week and they will always respond quickly to your calls because they pride themselves on their excellent customer service. Choose the only mortgage professionals recommended by the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance today. 303-517-7173. 303-517-7173. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has 30 years of experience with Remax Alliance. As a director with the National Association of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect your private property rights. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped to organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure, raising money for breast cancer research. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. 
Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the Americhicks with Kim Munson. So call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. Welcome back to the Americhicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation, offering you a conservatarian perspective. And thank you to Steve. It's great to have you behind the board there. Uh, Thanks for Dave for stepping in this week. And to Zach and Patty and Keith, thank you for all that you do. Uh, Be sure and check out StandForColorado.com. That is our big uh, rally this afternoon. There will be six different locations throughout the state. I'll be on the west steps of the Capitol at four o'clock and would love to have you there. Be there or be square. We've got an amazing uh, group of speakers. And uh, again, check out StandForColorado.com. Uh, the other locations, let me see. It's uh, Gunnison, Grand Junction, Alamosa, Woodland Park, and I'm, I'll get the other one for you here in just a second. I should have all those memorized. Uh, but while we're doing that, Jan Brown is on the line with me. And Jan, uh, you know, we have these women's groups, these uh, topics and topics groups. And uh, you come to the one at my house. If, and women out there, if you're interested in information about that, we have groups that meet Douglas County, Jefferson County, Boulder, Fort Collins, Northwest Denver. I think one's going to start in Gunnison soon. And uh, so if you're interested, it's um, basically we're becoming just really good friends. And Jan Brown, you're a new friend, uh, but you shared a story with us on Wednesday night that took my breath away. And in fact, you uh, inspired me uh, regarding the the quote for today because uh, just regular people doing uh, uncommon things. So you were at the the STEM school on Tuesday. Yes. Okay. Well, welcome. Uh, It's good to have you here. Welcome. It's good to good to speak with you, uh, Kim. Okay, and uh, so tell us a little bit about why you were there, Jan. Well, uh, being an educational assistant uh, for the fourth grade, uh, there's a, a whole group of educational assistants, and we all help the the, te- the teachers um, to keep the students um, focused and and follow the teacher's lead. And I, I'm of the afternoon group, and that's uh, why I was there. Okay, you were with a bunch of little fourth graders, right? Yes, I was. Okay, so uh, what happened? When did you realize that this there was not a drill, that something was really going on? Right. Well, shortly before 2 p.m., we heard the lockdown instructions being repeated over the intercom in a, in a very robotic tone over and over again. Immediately and smoothly, the teacher took control following lockdown protocol for the room, then telling all the students to get out of their chairs, cower down, be quiet, and move to a designated area of the classroom. Uh, Within seconds, within seconds, we heard two loud gunshots outside the elementary school area of the campus, and I knew then this was not a drill. Also, as I was crouching down, I glanced out of the crack of the blinds, and from the corner of my eye, I, I saw a couple members of the SWAT team. So, indeed, this was for real. So, looking at these little children, uh, these are little fourth graders, and they're all huddled together. 
what happened then as you looked into their eyes? Well, right. Um, their eyes uh, were filled with fear uh, as we were crouched down and we were having them move to a corner altogether uh, that's lockdown protocol. Some began to cry. Um, they realized, some, some, some realized this indeed was no drill. And that is when I took a little action and the boy sitting beside me I gave him a big hug, and I assured him he was a, he was strong, and that it's okay to be scared. And I started to rub his back, and he started to calm down. And then I noticed other students started doing the same thing to to their fellow classmates. They would grab a hand or, you know. Give a, a a nod of of it's okay, um, and I I felt comforted that at least we were we were trying to share comfort to each other. Jim Brown, the other thing that you shared the other night at our Topics and Topics group was um, the kind of the conversation that you had with yourself about this whole event. Could you share that? Yes. Um, well, through the text messages of, on our phone, of course, our silencers were off, or our silencers were on, we learned that one victim was down. After learning one victim was down, I made up my mind. Um, if the killers came to our classroom, I would fight. I, I, would, I would fight to save, for those, to save those kids. And I then started to strate- strategically think and See what devices in the classroom I could use as weapons. Um, and I thought about this, and I realized, I think being in the military for a three-year term and being a daughter of a career soldier, perhaps this decision came second nature to me. But um, fortunately, it, it didn't happen. As we were talking about it the other night, on Wednesday night, I I'm, I'm, was just watching you, and I'm thinking... You know, this is really your your heroes, and and to have that conversation. So many of us, I think, we we wonder what we would do in a situation like that. We we hope that we would step up, but you, at that particular point in time, you made that decision that you were going to fight for those kids, and and that actually that just really took my breath away. And I've been thinking about it ever since Wednesday night when you shared that with us. Tell us about. Then, you know, once you guys realized that the, you know, the ordeal was over and, um, you know, getting the kids out, what was, what happened then? Well, um, you know, right before the SWAT team entered the classroom, the, the, the teacher whispered that the police would soon be there. And immediately after being warned, the, the SWAT team came into the classroom fully armed, wearing all their protective SWAT team gear and they came in strong shouting out commands to warn of any intruder making sure the classroom was safe but then as instructed the teacher led the students out of the classroom um, 
and we everyone followed the teacher's lead and of course I took a took the caboose to make sure we all went out single file with hands overhead and the time was now about 3:20 when we had to go down the stairs they, they were in the most orderly fashion I had ever seen them I was so proud of them and we were all waiting outside for the school buses, uh, which would take us to to a nearby rec center. Uh, and there we we uh, we quickly were gathered into to the auditory or into the gymnasium. And thank goodness it was quickly because it started to down. It started to rain. Uh, that would not have been a good sight. Um, and then it was the gathering of all the, and organizing of all the students and the waiting of, of the students for, for their loved ones to, to come get them, which seemed like an eternity. But it, 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 it was all over at around 5 o'clock. Wow. But it, as I say, it seemed like an eternity. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> but, one, but I have to say, one, uh, one, one thing I'll never forget is the intense, loving hugs with tears of the loved ones gathering their children uh, in their arms with with such strong bear hugs. Yeah. Well, Jan Brown, you know, uh, final thought. Is there any uh, final thought you'd like to leave with the listeners this morning? I I applaud all, all my fellow EAs, my the educational assistants and the teachers, the staff, our our beloved uh, security officer, uh, beloved Kendrick, uh, the brave young uh, me, uh, young men, everyone at all the school staff, all the teachers. We all we all hung in to to, to help get our students home safely. At that could get home safely. Uh, unfortunately, some got injured. So I hope this never happens again. Me too. So, hey, Jen Brown, thank you so much for sharing your uh, firsthand story of what happened on Tuesday afternoon. And thank you for being a hero. I really appreciate it. Oh. Well, thank you, Kim. <laughs> okay. We're going to jump over here and talk to Jason McBride. Jason McBride, how are you doing this morning? Oh well, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, that was that was a good piece, and uh, wow, what a what a brave lady she is, and what a lot of uh, brave kids at that school, and, and especially the ones that uh, you know uh, uh, subdued the one of the the gunmen I or gun people. I don't yeah. know what to call it. I I know, it's uh, absolutely astounding. So uh, that's kind of been totally what's on my mind. What's going on with the markets and, and all? I haven't been paying that much attention. Yeah, well, what's been on the market's mind is uh, the China trade deal or the China trade war, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, presidents, 
uh, decision to place more tariffs on Chinese goods, which happened uh, just past midnight. Uh, Kim, so he's gone through with it. There's now tariffs on another 200 million uh, worth of Chinese imports. Uh, Trump said he's got another 325 million worth of Chinese goods that he uh, could add additional tariffs on if no deal is reached or at least no progress is made. But, but I'll tell you, Kim, the markets, uh, I'm not going to say they've taken this in stride because we have had a rough week, but compared to the way the markets were behaving back in January of 2018 when the first threats of tariffs hit, this has been pretty subdued. I mean, honestly, other than Tuesday when the Dow was down, you know, 400 and some points, almost every other day, it seems like the markets have started off very rough in the morning, you know, down, I've seen, you know, down 400, down big, but then by the end of the day, they tend to recover, uh, still end up down in most cases, but to end up close to the top end of the range. So that shows me that the markets are fighting back. Uh, one other thing to keep an eye on here over the next couple of days is both the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ yesterday came down to their 50-day moving averages. They kind of undercut them and then closed back above. So generally the 50-day moving average will be uh, somewhat of a support line that professionals will keep an eye on. So if, if the main indexes can, can hold around that level, it may show that we're getting some, some bids here or some support coming in. But that could be short-lived. You just don't know. Okay. Okay. Well, now, Jason, um, people, if they're interested in getting more information and, and trying to learn about all the different things that you keep an eye on, you have uh, you do a podcast once a week, and that is on... Uh, our website, chickspresidential.com. Uh, have you decided what you're going to be talking about this next week yet? Well, we've got some interesting ones. Uh, yeah, today, uh, Taylor and I will be discussing uh, the market volatility and what's going on with that in more detail. That just seems pretty relevant right now. Um, uh, I think the next week one, actually, I've got Jeffrey Hirsch from the Stock Traders Almanac, uh, that's going to come and do a podcast with me, and that should be very interesting. He's, uh, you know, he's been on Fox Business, CNBC, he's been everywhere, and you know, he's finally about to break through to the big time. You got and be it on our podcast. He was really <laughs> excited. Uh, that's for sure. So be sure and check out chickspresidential.com. That's chickspresidential.com, and uh, there's all kinds of great information there. And, uh, Jason, have a great weekend, and I know you and I are, are just really pleased that uh, Steve has uh, ma making sure that his ticker is ticking. <laughs> That's right. Well, we'll see you this afternoon. That's right, at the Stanford Colorado Rally. So thanks so much, Jason McBride, and you have a great weekend. We'll see you this afternoon. And those locations, I was having a brain freeze there, but it is Montrose. So, obviously, Denver, Grand Junction, Gunnison, Alamosa, Woodland Park, and Montrose. And so, be at the Stand for Colorado Rallies or B-Square. We're, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll talk with Jim Lewis. He is a, a licensed counselor. Uh, he is also a friend, and we'll be talking about mental health. That seems to be what we're, you know, when we have these school shootings, we, we say we need more mental health. But what does that mean exactly? And so Jim Lewis is my go-to guy to ask those questions. We'll be right back. 
You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best. And guys, Kim can help you with made-to-measure shirts that fit great and you'll love to wear. Guys and gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email Kim at Americhicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at Americhicks.com. Presidential Wealth Management has educated thousands of Coloradans at our free financial education classes. We're offering two Social Security classes in May. Our Arvada class will be held at the Apex Center Tuesday, May 7th at 6.30 p.m. and Saturday, May 11th at 10 a.m. Our Lakewood class will be held at the Lakewood Library on Tuesday, May 14th and Thursday, May 16th at 6 p.m. Go to chickspresidential.com to sign up online or call 303-694-1600 and make your reservation with Natalie. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation and uh, offering you a conservatarian perspective. Thrilled to have on the line with me my friend Jim Lewis. He is a a licensed uh, counselor. And uh, you may remember we had a a great show, I think it was around Christmas time, about uh, kind of the seven important things that are are important to each human. And uh, as we were talking about what was, or as I was thinking about this whole school shooting and everybody says we need more mental health, more mental health, what does that mean exactly? And so I thought, we'll ask Jim Lewis. So Jim Lewis, uh, welcome. I think before we get right to you, that, uh, Steve, you said you had something you wanted to share first. Well, since you came back to KLZ, we've had Jim on, uh, this is probably the third or fourth time. So inevitably, I know he's going to probably be talking about a, a spiritual component of this. Have you ever been on a cruise? Once. Jim, you're here. Have you ever been on a cruise? No. Well, I, Hope when, I do before I die. Okay. <laughs> when your ship comes into port and it stops moving, what's the first thing they do? They drop the anchor? Well, either they either drop the anchor if they're in, not in deep water port, or if they are, they tie it up. You know, right. they, they moor it. And I, uh, we're, I'm big on word pictures. You know, <laughs> a picture that describes uh, basically the topic that you're talking about. I'm thinking of this nation that, you know, we were, tie- we were solidly moored for a long time, and then we cast off the lines and we just let the ship sit there. Well, what happens inevitably? The ship will drift away. Okay. And good picture. I know yeah. that Jim's probably going to go here in the next 20 minutes or so. So just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> hey, Jim, okay. I, I think that actually Steve must be the uh, uh, president of your fan club with, the, with those comments. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a great word picture. I appreciate that, Steve. Well, welcome, Jim. Uh, you are very good to be with you. It's good to have you here. Let's talk a little bit about mental health. You know, that's the thing when something really bad happens, they talk about mental health. Right. And you have been in the mental health business for a long time. Right. About 23 years. Okay. So when, when you hear that, what is mental health, Jim? That's a huge question. I'm very glad you asked it though, because I think that's the first time I've heard that question asked. The term mental health is just loaded with personal values. It depends on how you see the human condition. It depends on how you define what's wrong with our world. 
Uh, I will give you my viewpoint, and I think it summarizes a pretty broad consensus among uh, mental health professionals, especially the more we actually focus on people rather than political agendas. So this isn't a perfect outline, but I, I think it captures a lot of what mental health is. So I have three components, and then I'd like to real quickly unpack each one. Okay. Okay, so security, responsibility, and flexibility. So security has to do with that essential human need to know that somebody is there for them. Somebody can can get what's going on inside of them and be there to meet a person's need. So I would call that attunement. Uh, the second one is empathy. We need to develop the ability to sense what's going on inside of other people and the effect we're having on them and feel that ourselves so that we care about how we're affecting other people. And then the third component of security is confidence. So I can do something to make my situation better. I can do something to inspire myself. So I have the secure base to venture out from. So that's the security part. The responsibility part, I, I would unpack this way. It, it includes accountability. So I answer to somebody. And we've really lost that mm-hmm. mooring that says I answer to someone, not just because they're bigger than me, not because they can put me in jail, but because I honor them. The second component is honor. So I have a sense of my own code that I need to live by in order to respect myself. And the third one is purpose. So I'm here for a reason. It's not just to pander to my next impulsive desire. I have a mission in this world. So that's the responsibility part. Flexibility is the ability to adapt to any situation based on the first two. So there's an objectivity. All right, I feel slighted. Does that mean I am slighted? No, it means I have the feeling of being slighted. And we can step back from ourselves and realize that what we feel is not necessarily what is. The next part of flexibility is acceptance. So there are certain things that I can't change, and I can still choose to live well with them. My wife is learning to walk again after a radical back surgery. I don't like that. I want her to walk. I want her to run. I want her to drive a car. But this is where we are, and I can live well with that, and I can help her live well with that. And then the third one under flexibility is efficacy. I can figure out in any situation, if I'm flexible, What can I do to make it better as opposed to reacting to it and making somebody hurt as bad as I do? So I think that's a pretty good summary of mental health. Wow. I think that is pretty amazing. I was taking notes on all that. Okay, so the next question is how do we build a good foundation for mental health, particularly with our young people these days? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I I can't say that I'm an expert on how we do that as a society because my world is dealing with one, maybe two people at a time. 
But I'll tell you, this is what I've learned in my few years on this planet. It all comes down to families, churches, and communities. We need to connect our our young people, first of all, to our families. And the way our society is trending, I don't want to overgeneralize because that's unfair to a lot of people, but the way our society is trending is we've got to work two, three jobs in order to achieve the affluence and the status that we feel we need to, to live good lives. Who pays the price for that? The family. Yes, and and a lot of that, though, I, I go back to in the political world, uh, the political world, right. it's because of uh, politicians and bureaucrats that through public policy are making things more and more expensive. Now, at uh, 9 o'clock this morning, I'm going to go down to the Colorado Department of Public uh, Health and Environment, uh, yeah. and I'm going to testify regarding these two executive orders. One was put in by Governor Hickenlooper and one by uh, Governor Polis regarding pushing people out of their personal vehicles with the internal combustion engines and pushing people to electric vehicles. In essence, oh, yeah. it's going to make things so expensive, yeah. that, and they're trying to push people onto to public transportation. And I was with a friend um, yesterday, and in her business, she's just a, a small one-person you know, entrepreneur. There is no way she could do her business with an electric car or with a... Um, you know, on public transportation. And so we're having public policy that is actually making it more and more difficult for people to be able to focus on their families. And so that certainly is one of the things. And and in a way, it's almost, sometimes I think it's by design. uh, And so we've seen this big breakdown in the families. And and, and we've got to get back to that, Uh, Jim. We just got to get back to that. Yeah, I, boy, I could rant on that. I mean, this is where the left is going. I don't think the left really places a very high value on families at all. In fact, in some cases, there's almost a resistance to the family because those doggone families keep instilling these values, and they're very incorrect. So we need to think in terms of masses. We need to think in terms of a village raising your kid, and the village means the government decides what they need to hear. So absolutely. Well, um, you know what, Jim, let's go to break. Um, sure. There's so much that you and I could talk about regarding families, and at our Stand for Colorado yeah. rally this afternoon, we'll be talking about uh, two of the really big ones, uh, and Juliana Day, who is really, she's a, a citizen that has just really taken this on, this sex education bill. Uh, and uh, we'll be talking about that. But but as you mentioned, this whole, quote-unquote, village to raise a family, that's a bunch of nonsense. You know, the village doesn't yeah. care about each individual child. They care there about a go. collective. Yes, and so there's no attunement in a mass like that. There's no, I see what's going on inside of you. It's a matter of uh, what class do you fit in? Are you good? Are you part of my support team or are you my enemy but there's no attunement to the individual absolutely wow okay uh we're gonna go to break and and when we come back more with jim lewis this i tell you what these are just nuggets of amazing information here so stay tuned we'll be right back 
Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich and Company help your business plan ahead financially. The AmeriChicks with Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich and Company as your financial business consultant. Predovich and Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich and Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for next year's tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich and Company. Call 303-791-3000 today. Come join the 88 Drive-In for all your favorite blockbuster movies. We're open seven days a week. Admission is only $9 per person and children under 12 are free. Friday, May 10th through Thursday, May 16th, features will include Pokemon Detective Pikachu, Avengers Endgame, and Captain Marvel. And remember our popular Monday through Thursday pizza special? Get one 12-inch pizza served fresh and hot from our oven and two tall, cool 16-ounce sodas, all for only 12 bucks. Plus, now you can top it all off with our new sweet, crunchy churros and a steaming cup of hot chocolate. For more information, go to our Facebook page or visit our website at 88drivein.net. You get more out of life when you go out to a movie. Don't miss Vino and Veritas, Wine and Truth, a study of the Federalist Papers. Join Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks at Water's Edge Winery in Centennial or Colorado Cork and Keg in Castle Rock. And coming soon, Vino and Veritas in Northern Colorado. Know why you believe what you believe and be able to have conversations with friends, family, and colleagues. The AmeriChicks with Kim Munson would like to thank Bullets Both Ways in Centennial and Auto FireGuard in Castle Rock for sponsoring this fascinating study of the U.S. Constitution. Sign up today at AmeriChicks.com. Welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation offering you a conservatarian perspective. Be sure and join me this afternoon on the west steps of the Capitol for Stand for Colorado, or there are other uh, locations, Alamosa, Woodland Park, Montrose, uh, Gunnison, and Grand Junction. So be there or be square. We have an amazing uh, group of speakers that are going to talk to each uh, or to many of these overreaching pieces of legislation that was proposed and passed this last uh, particular session. But on the line with me, is Jim Lewis. He is a friend, and he is a, uh, a professional counselor. He's been in the business for 23 years, and we're talking about mental health because that seems to be the thing that we talk about all the time when there's something tragic that happens. We need more mental health. And what does that mean exactly? And Jim, you gave an excellent uh, uh, description of mental health in this previous segment, and, and there's just amazing nuggets of information there. And so you said that mental health... Um, is uh, it's personal values about the human condition. You said there's three different things, security, responsibility, and flexibility. And then we were moving over to, uh, you know, what contributes to the foundation of mental health. We were talking a little bit about families. And um, just one point, again, government policy has made it more and more expensive for people to live and take care of their families. So they're working more. And, of course, with little ones, then they have to find child care. And because of all this licensing and all these rules and regulations, child care is really expensive. And so then government comes in and they say, okay, I've got a solution. Jared Polis says, we'll have all-day kindergarten. And so it takes the kids away from the family earlier and earlier. They made child care so expensive 
that uh, parents are going, oh, gosh, that that sounds kind of good that uh, somebody else would be paying for all-day kindergarten. And then once again, right. our kids are moved into this educational system, which uh, I'm very disappointed with what's happening there. Yeah. You get more and more of a, a sense of a herd mentality, don't you? Mm-hmm. And somebody that doesn't have a face, doesn't have a voice, doesn't have eyes to look at me, in other words, the government, is going to take care of me, and they're also going to do my parenting for me. And uh, I think that that is one of the the things that is contributing to um, poor mental health, if you will, uh, in our society. Uh, But let's move on to the, the other two. We need to chat about that. And the next is churches. And that is faith. I remember that, um, you know, when the left was starting to, with the far left, and I like to say that we look at things as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. And so when we talk about the left, this is not the Democrat Party of JFK. This is this lurch to socialism, to government control, uh, to force versus freedom, which is, you know, where we're at right now. But I remember it used to be, when the left was, um, you know, making their move, they're saying, those Christians, they are so judgmental, and they want to tell you how to live your life. Well, you want to be free. You know, you want to be able to live the life the way you want to. And, of course, they meant with no no constraints, you know, no responsibility, no accountability. But now that I look at the political left, I mean, my gosh, there is nobody pure enough anymore. They want to tell everybody what you can say, how you can live. And nobody is pure enough, and they judge all the time. And that is exactly what they said was happening at churches with Christians. So how would you address that? That is fascinating that you should say that. I've been thinking that for a couple of years. My religious background is I was raised as a fundamentalist Baptist in a little independent church in uh, Salt Lake City. And by the way, I'm not trashing that. I'm very grateful for a lot of that background. But conservative Christianity has had its problems, too. And part of the uh, fundamentalist Baptist environment is that they were kind of judgmental, and they would tend to categorize somebody, you're you're straight, you're not, uh, you're pure, you're not. And there was a dogmatism and and a fervor. And I've been noticing that same thing, that the left is demonstrating those same attitudes that were a problem with fundamentalist Baptists, only the left is much more aggressive because there's no real uh, value base to it. It's all about power. And so, of course, people don't know what to do with themselves because there, there is this notion that you have to be just right, but what's just right? Well, and that's a moving target, and, and, and we're teaching this to our kids. Uh, one of the things that I am working on uh, and um, have not heard back from them, but down in Douglas County School District, uh, they uh, are hi- hiring a woman, and she actually did a, uh, an assembly for, I think it was middle school kids. And uh, as I, you know, searched out and got information on her, she is a woman of the far left, um, when you look at her Facebook page. And so she's being paid as a consultant to come in. She's training staff. She's training teachers. And she gave uh, an assembly or presented at an assembly within the last couple of weeks 
uh, to talk about bullying and inclusivity, you know, all of these words of the left. And right. when, when I look at that, it's anything but inclusive. It's uh, putting people, again, in groups. Instead of looking at people as individuals, yeah. they're putting them uh-huh. in groups, and then they're judging between the groups. And, of course, the, the group yeah. that is at the bottom of the barrel right now is that uh, young Caucasian straight male. I mean, and uh, I have heard stories of teachers that have actually uh, gone, gone after kids or, or, or actually uh, penalized them because they don't like them because they are these young boys. And yeah. I think that that is an underlying problem of what is happening in our schools. Absolutely. So, again, that's the herd mentality, but it has an, a wicked tris, twist to it in that this herd is separated from that herd based on what we think you ought to be. And one herd is good and one herd is bad. Absolutely. Okay. And, Jim, uh, let's jump on over here because I think that's going to be a quick, good segment, segue to communities. And I realize I have all these other questions, so I'm going to have to get you back on the show soon okay. to do that. but. We mentioned the foundation for good mental health is families, churches, communities. Now, community is a word that the that the far left likes to pull out, that we are creating oh, yeah. a community. But what do you mean by community? I'm talking more on an individual level, not so much the herd mentality. But in other words, I have an eye on what's going on with my neighbor. I'm not looking at them, judging them. I'm not... Uh, intruding on them but I look out for them we have neighbors that look out for us so we're aware of what's going on around us and we feel a responsibility to those who are around us so that it isn't just what I want it's not just what I think is best it's what can I do for somebody else what can I do for my neighbor well, and you know, once again, that is that's been the American idea, and yeah. and instead of government doing that, it was that's, that's was it. neighbors that were helping each yes. other. That's it. Uh, a friend of mine, she has since passed on, but she grew up in Loveland, and she said she remembered as a child that uh, if somebody fell on hard times, they had what was called pound parties. And that oh. meant that they came together and somebody bought a, brought a pound of sugar, somebody brought a pound of, you know, of flour, maybe a pound of bacon, a variety of things, to help that family get back on their feet. Now, yeah. on the other hand, if in fact they had a pound party and then that person dis- that decided not to work, they weren't, you know, doing what they needed to get, a- get ahead, you know, the pound parties probably would end, but not with government programs. If somebody yeah. uh, is uh, on some kind of government assistance, they no longer have to knock at the, on the door of their neighbors to have their neighbors help them and then be responsible to their, their neighbors. They use government uh, to, and, and I'm, I'm talking not about that small percentage that really does need help. However, right. uh, I still think that we can do that from a community standpoint, not government. Um, but you have to be then responsible. You have to you know, be out there looking for work and helping instead of um, just being on government assistance. Yeah. Yeah. And you notice when Big Brother is doing everything for you, people get farther and farther away from each other. I don't have to keep an eye on my neighbor's house when they're gone because Big Brother will protect them. And so I don't 
I don't really need to think of anybody but myself, and I really don't need to think that much about myself because I'm going to be taken care of. So, so it's supposed to create security. That's what the left pitches, is we will take care of you. Uh, give us your soul, and, and we'll take care of you. But you end up being very isolated and very uh, entitled and very resentful because somebody else still has a little bit more than you. And why didn't you give me this? So uh, absolutely, it kind of kills the soul. Wow. Jim Lewis, we are out of time. We only got through my first two questions. So uh, let's get you scheduled back. This has really been awesome. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. And uh, so our quote for today, there is a little bit of humor in that. Our inspiration for the day was from uh, Admiral Chester Nimitz. And so our quote for the end of the show is this. He says, um, a ship is always referred to as a she because it costs so much to keep one in paint and powder. (laughs) That's Admiral Chester Nimitz. So this is Kim Munson signing off. I'll see you this afternoon at the Stand for Colorado Rally. So today, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. This is Kim Munson signing off. God bless you, and God bless America. But tell-